0: Cross the Netflix stream. I'm Ward. This is your resource for Netflix. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. Cross the Netflix stream. Contact us. Let us know what you think, what you've seen, and what we should see. Go to our website to find all of our older episodes, written reviews, and Netflix news. Crossthenetflixstream.com Travelers Season 2. This sci-fi series stars Eric McCormick as FBI agent. FBI special agent, he's not just an agent, he's special. He's Grant McLaren. Technology exists to send a person's consciousness back to the 21st century where they assume a random person's body and identity at the exact moment they die. Teams work secretly and are compartmentalized to save the world from a terrible future. Because the is always bad. Sci-fi movies tell us anything. Season 1 was a welcome surprise. I really liked Season 1. It built characters. You know, it had this interesting concept. And unfortunately, Season 2 gets bogged down in revisionist history. We meet Traveler 001, and apparently he's been pulling strings from the beginning of Season 1. And then what made the first season compelling was the characters. I really like these characters, as we learned a little bit about them. And Season 2 doesn't completely abandon that, but the insertion of... One into various character backstories. It's just contrived. And I find it insulting that, oh, you know, we're going to give you this villain and, oh, you didn't know it, but he's been pulling strings from the beginning and he's been there since the start. I don't buy that. To me, that's just cheap storytelling. And with the way this season ends, I hope season three can recover, but I have some doubts. This season, it was a step down from the first. I mean, it wasn't absolutely terrible. You know, a lot of what made season one good was in this, but it just felt watered down. And really, to me, the villain was the big problem. We didn't need this guy pulling the strings you know you usually could have inserted him and not you know put him in characters backstories like oh yeah see we were playing this from the beginning i don't believe that for a second i don't think they planned for traveler 001 until they're right in season two i mean travelers they fight to save the future but they don't know if their actions do anything and you have this opposing group that's formed from the future who is against the director and we learn a little learn a little bit about the director this season which i like which is kind of interesting and, but you wonder, who can you trust in the present? Because you don't know which team is which. You don't know who they're following, what orders they have. Instead, so that creates some intrigue, which is cool. Episode 1 has a ton of exposition about Traveler 1. Just a ton of exposition. I'm not a fan of exposition. You shouldn't have to have that much exposition to give backstory. Show us, don't tell us. So 1 volunteered for the experiment to send people back in time. He was sent to the past, and he was meant to die. That was the experiment. We'd send him back, see if he dies, but he didn't. And he's the man behind the curtain that we never needed this. Now talk about the unseen war between the pro and anti-director factions. We learn more about the director. The war factions lead to a lot of Travelers coming back to McLaren's time. And it's just confusing because nobody knows what's going on. Allies and enemies are difficult to distinguish. And there's no way to confirm the message from the director is legitimate. Someone's like, oh yeah, this is from the director. How do you know that? You don't. And this plot is enough to draw the season to these warring factions. That, that I mean, we all, that's all we need. You, could, you don't have to give us more, but we get Traveler 1. And it's not a bad plot point, it's just weaving him into everything, it's contri- it's contrived, it's contrived. I said it, I'm going to say it again. And there's just no way to credibly weave him into everything and make it work. Because if he really was in all these characters' backstories, we should have seen some glimpses of that in season one. It's that simple. We didn't need this guy at all. And we didn't need to revise character histories to incorporate him. Because, I mean, this almost, I didn't go back to season one to see if it directly contradicts season one. From my recollection, it comes awfully close, and it may actually contradict it. I don't know, but I just don't. This season, it's a lot like the first, other than the villain. All the characters are working through their issues, and it's strange how committed they are to their lives. I mean, you're, I mean, yeah, I get you're trying to maintain your cover, but it frequently goes past that to where it's, well, this person I'm impersonating, they would do this, so I must do this too and risk the mission. I mean, the mission is paramount, and they're willing to risk the mission for these people, and I guess... Yeah, they're in the lives and you imitate them and you maybe establish a connection, but I don't know. It just it felt a little bit forced then especially this. In the finale episode, it confronts that issue, issue head on, and it just to me there's not enough reason for their commitment. I mean it's a job, you're a soldier, you do what you have to do. Why do you go past that? Why do you risk the mission? I mean this mission, you know, they're trying to save the future. Well, I could save the future, or I could please my fake wife. What should I do? I am so conflicted. It doesn't work for me. I just don't see that it would work like that. The mission's always been paramount. I just I don't think it'd be that difficult of a decision. Oh, yeah, my wife or the mission to save the future. Well, you know, let, let's just forsake the future and make my wife happy right now. That's dumb. I don't buy that. And the final episode potentially is a small reboot of the season. I did like episode seven. Um, and it's a bit of repeating the same day trope. It's almost, you know, you have this overarching narrative, and it's almost uh, kind of outside. Like, I will not want to say Monster of the Week, but Time Travel of the Week type thing. And it's got a new angle that makes the repeating the same day thing over and over. It makes it really compelling. I thought the episode was really solid. And part of what makes it solid is that it is standalone. You could watch this episode at any point in season one or two. Because it doesn't... I mean, it kind of touches on the big warning faction. But it's standalone, and that's nice, and I wish they could do more of that, because it shows off that they can tell good stories when they're not constrained by everything else going on. I mean, it does fit within the larger framework of the season, but it's a one-off. I like it. I thought it was really cool, and you really can't do it with any other episodes because they're all so stitched together, and this means to an end we're trying to get to. It's not a bad season. I mean, I've been down on it. It's just, after how surprised I was with season one, how much I liked season one, it's just disappointing. It's a huge disappointment, because I was expecting more season one, and this is rough. So, that's Travelers. It just depends. I mean, maybe I, I can't say you shouldn't watch it cause it's not that bad, but if you're like season one and you really have a, uh, a gripe or a, a pet peeve for revisionist history, you're not going to like this. And I have a big pet peeve with revisionist. Go to our website, cross the This is your portal to find us on social media, our written reviews, news, previews, and videos. You can email me directly, ward at netflixstream.com Go to iTunes or your preferred podcast player. Rate this. Review it. I would appreciate it. I watch movies on Netflix, so you don't have to.